Testament. And for us to get help from the Lord, we have to make ourselves vulnerable to Him. We have to open up and say, Lord, I need you. You know, each one of us in here has some situations going on. Some problems, some issues. Satan does everything he can to rebuff us and to keep us from the Spirit of God. Folks, I'm going to tell you, I know we're here in the flesh, but Christianity and serving the Lord is about your spirit. Your flesh will follow your spirit. And we need the Holy Ghost to override what our natural affections are. Amen. And to live in us and through us. And so, uh, I want to sing the chorus and that one other thing one more time. Let's start off with the way you sing it, Sister Sheila.
Yes. Hallelujah. That's right. That's right. Oh, That's right. No, no, no. That's right. That's right. Hallelujah. Yes. Glory. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. That's right. That's right. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You are worthy. You are worthy, Lord Jesus. I thank you and I praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Amen. The Holy Ghost. That's what we talk about a lot during Pentecost. Because in Acts 2 and 4, that's what Pentecost was all about. It said they were in the upper room praying. They were all in one mind and one accord. Let me tell you something, folks. When a church gets in one mind and one accord, wanting to feel the presence, to feel uh, Jesus in our midst, for the Holy Ghost to have His way and to anoint us. Amen. No, but it's got to be one mind and one accord. One mind and one accord. I appreciate the Lord. We can get in that shape. We can get in that place if we have a desire. A desire. So we've talked a little bit about Pentecost. But um, let's, uh, my text, I have two texts here to, um, well, three texts, but I don't know if I'll get to all of them. Let's go to Joel 2, 28 through 29. Joel chapter 2. Joel's in the Old Testament, folks. And so, uh, Joel chapter 2, verse 28 and 29. You got it? Say Amen. And everyone that can, if you would, stand with us as we read our text here this morning. Joel 2 and 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions, and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood, fire, and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon also into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said, uh, hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Yes. Amen. 
You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I appreciate the Word of God. You know, there are many doubters and unbelievers in our day. And unfortunately, it is going to be more and more of these that are, are uh, going away from the Word of God. We're seeing it. We're seeing it in churches. It's, it's amazing. Churches are getting away from uh, the Scriptures and uh, beginning to make their own type religions. Things that are contrary to this Word right here. I'm so thankful. Amen. John uh, uh, chapter 1, verse 1, it said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, or is God, if we could say it that way. Now, we call this the Word, but you know what that is? This is actually the, the written representation of the Word of God. Because when... How many of you can see my words coming out of my mouth right now? Do you see them? No, you don't see my words coming out of my... You hear my words, but you don't see them. And so, thank the Lord, it has been recorded for us. These words are right. And they will always be right. You know why I say that? Because the Bible said that they are forever settled in heaven. You believe that? Amen. Today is uh, Pentecostal, uh, Pentecost Sunday. It is a long tradition. It's also called the, the Feast of Weeks. Uh, one of the important thoughts about this particular day was that uh, this was the day, 50 days after the Israelites were brought out of Egypt, that the Decalogue was given. You know what the Decalogue is? No? It means ten words. Did you know the Ten Commandments was actually given ten words? Huh? Brother Robert was talking this morning about how some things in the Lord don't equal out into the same amount of words. And Brother Robert, years ago, I'll be honest with you, I've been, I, you know, I count how many words was given in the prophecy of tongues and then somebody gets up there and talks for 15 minutes. I'm thinking, what? What's going on here? You know, how's that the translation of the Lord? But look at, it, at your Ten Commandments in the Bible. It's more than just ten words. Come on. There's a lot of times there's things we can't see and understand. The Hebrew language has a lot less, or it, it uses a lot less words in its uh, uh, language than we use. I don't know what the language of God is. Do you know? Huh? We don't know. <laughs> it was that, probably that language spoken before the Tower of Babel, Brother Robert. Might have been. Might have been. Back to our message here this morning. Pentecost. What does Pentecost Sunday mean to you? What is it for you? Huh? Over in Acts chapter 2 and verse 16, Peter speaking said, But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And he repeats those uh, same things. And it shall come to pass in the last days, 
saith God, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons, your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on the handmaids, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire, vapor and of smoke. Uh, the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into the blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. This is really the main point. This is really the main action. This is really what all this is other about. I, I, I like talking about and studying about the Holy Ghost. Brother Robert did an excellent job today. And it helps us try to understand something that's really... To, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, in all honesty, you can't understand I cannot explain it to you. Things that I thought about the Holy Ghost before I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I never thought. I never thought. Yeah. Is that way it is? You know? You don't turn them on and turn them off. Come on. I am not of that group that says that we should learn our tongue and be able to repeat it without the Spirit. I don't believe in that. I believe that we should only speak in tongues as the Spirit giveth utterance. Amen. amen. If the Spirit's not moving through you or working within you, amen. Don't be saying anything unless God says it. And that's the reason why it's called prophecy. Amen. Prophecy. To prophesy. To prophesy is talking about a person who is hearing from God and is speaking what God says. Now I can tell you, a person who claims to be a prophet and they speak something of God and they come back a few weeks later and say, I'm sorry, I messed up, that wasn't right. That's a false prophet. Prophets don't have their good days and their bad days. A prophecy of God is always true. It will come to pass if it's a prophecy from God. Amen. And so when we speak, amen, we need to speak as the oracles of God. Amen. And uh, speak His Word. And so the Holy Ghost came. And I appreciate that this uh, when the Lord talked about sending His Spirit upon all flesh, that He is talking about all flesh. Sometimes we think when it says all flesh, we just think about our group. Our little group of people that we have, that group of, of uh, our Christians who are just in our house and in our street or down our path. Amen. It's not like that. It's to whosoever will. Huh? He sent the Holy Ghost to whosoever will. The Holy Ghost is so important. It is the most important part uh, about serving the Lord because oh, it, it says that uh, I think it's I'm trying to remember now Romans I'm sorry folks I'm just I'm off script all the way 
Uh, uh, Romans chapter 8 and verse 9. Let, let, let's go up just a little bit more. Uh, all right, I'm just going to have to start from verse 3. No, verse 2. For the law of the Spirit of, of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from sin and death. I'm talking about the law of the Spirit. We have got to have the Holy Ghost living in us. Yeah. That is what the Spirit is. Yeah. Amen. Uh, so the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and of death. Oh, but the thing about it is if you've got the Spirit of Christ in you, you won't do anything. You won't do anything that will break the laws. Amen. And you'll do right and righteous and you'll be living holy and righteous before God. Amen. Why? Because He is in you. You have to realize the law is for the lawless. I preached on that a few a little while back. The law is for the lawless. It ain't for me. It's because I'm serving the Lord. Come on. And so, verse 3, For what the law could not do, that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin, amen, in the flesh, that the, listen to this, that the righteousness of the law you don't understand what that means? All of the law, all of that righteousness, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Are you fulfilling the law? Amen. Are you living in Christ Jesus? Free from sin, free from our enemies, free from the bondages, amen. Allowing God, amen, to direct your path, amen. He'll open those doors, amen. When uh, Satan comes, he will either uh, cause him to flee or he will give us the strength to be an overcomer to win that battle and to go through there, amen. And so uh, that it might fulfill uh, in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Are you spiritually minded? Do you consider? Are you looking? Are you looking through spiritual eyes? I'm telling you folks, I don't know what's going on, but I'm having a, a, a kickback here this morning. And I want you to know, amen, that the Holy Ghost is an overcomer. If you have doubt about God, if you have doubt about Jesus, He is an overcomer. You might say, I tried it one time and it didn't work for me. I'm going to tell you something. You must not have really got a hold of what we're talking about. Because if you'll just walk in simple faith, amen, it will work, amen. And it's not some kind of plan. It's not some kind of formula that happens. I'm talking about Christ will work in your life to change you. Yes. To make you more like Him. That's 
I want to be like Jesus. Don't you want to be like Christ? Amen. Holy and righteous. And so it goes on. said, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. Do you think like the world? Do you think about the flesh? Do you think about, well, I wish that preacher would quit yakking around like that and just let me go so I can go to lunch. Huh? Come on. To be carnally minded is enmity against God. That means when you're carnally minded, you're fighting God. You're not on His side. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. I'd like to get a little participation here. All of you would come out and maybe pinch yourself or pull the hair or something like that. And, uh, yes. Do you feel that? Yes. Uh, uh, so you're saying, I'm in the flesh. Not necessarily. There's a difference. It's really kind of easier to explain today than it was many years ago. Because we've got all this technology here. Huh? I remember the day when you'd buy the box and then you'd have to go in there and write the program on how to get the box to do something. Don't understand what I'm talking about? Nod your head a little bit, huh? You had to program it yourself. But now it comes with the program in it. You ever had the program quit working? Huh? What does the box do? Nothing. Huh? Can I tell you something? Your body, your flesh, is subject to your mind. It's subject to your spirit. Huh? Woo! I don't know why I'm... Brother Robert, I'm sorry. I'm trying to preach about Pentecost, but I'm talking about the spiritual warfare that's going on. And we cannot fight against Satan or this world if we do not have Christ in us. Let me get to the verse I was trying to get around. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so, be that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. So we can still have this flesh here, but be dead to the flesh and alive unto Jesus. Hallelujah. You need your program changed. You need your thinking changed. What you're needing is the Lord to come by and to save you, to wash, amen, and to cleanse you, to transform you, amen, to make you more like Him. Amen. That's what we're needing. Amen. And so, it is so important for us to realize you are in a battle. Some say it's a game. Okay, I'll take it. It's a game. Life is a game. But it's a game of life and death. And how you finish this game is going to be how your, your real life is going to be. This is not I got, we got a visitor. I don't know how she thinks, but <laughs> I'm sorry. But uh, this is not reality. It's not reality. You know why? Because things are changing all the time. It's transient. 
It's like a movie set. Hey Amen. If you don't think so, drive down Highway uh, 80 here into Blitzton. The old, uh, all the old trees and all the old homesteads, they're gone and you're thinking, where am I? It's been changed. Amen. This is not eternity. This is not reality. This is not what will last forever and ever and ever. But each one of us in here, we're given an eternal soul. We are actually eternal beings, but now because of sin, we die. Okay? But oh, if we got Christ, we only die once. Amen. And then we have the resurrection and we step into reality. What it's really like. Amen. All of eternity to be with God, to be in heaven, to be uh, in the new heaven and the new earth and all that God will uh, make. That is reality. And the other reality is the second death. You may die once, but if you are not alive to Christ when you die, you're going to die twice. And that second death is when a person is cast into that eternal flame. And according to Revelation, it said the smoke of it will ascend forever and ever and ever. It was not created for us who are made in the likeness and image of God, but it was created for the fallen angels and for Lucifer himself. And Lucifer and those fallen angels be cast in there. And everyone that is not a Christian and not one that knows Jesus Christ. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the key. We read this Acts, you know, and the Holy Ghost. You know why we need the Holy Ghost? For power to witness. To have power to be able to bring forth the Word of God. So many things that I say to you a lot of times, they're not rehearsed. And I, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I made out what I was, kind of a few notes that I wanted to preach on this morning, but I'm off those notes. Why? Because the Spirit of God is dealing with us. Amen. You know, as you can tell, we're not into numbers. Huh? I wish we were a numbers church. I like numbers. And when I say numbers, I'm talking about people, having lots of people. Huh? I like it. But the only ish situation is, and we've had people, don't we've had this church filled several times, and I'm looking for the Lord to do it again. I am. Amen. But you know, you might look around and say, well, where are they at? They finally came to that point of decision they had to make. Am I going to lay this sin down, this way of life, this burden, and obey Jesus, or am I going to back up? Come on. Every one of us comes to that place. And can I tell you something? God is not pleased with anybody who puts his hands to the plow and looking back. He's not pleased with that. We need to keep going. Keep going. You're in a battle. You're in a trial. You're in an issue. Keep going. Amen. If you got a, you, you need to walk a little bit more. Amen. You ever been in a bad place? Maybe out in the woods or at a friend's house or somebody, you know, and you, you're in the wrong place.
situation you just need to get out of. It. You can't get out of. It. You just stay in the mud puddle, huh? You gotta take that next step. You gotta walk forward. I wish at times we could just bottle it up and come by and pour it in a little spout. Wouldn't that be neat? Huh? But it's not like that. You have control over who you are and what you are. And I might add that if you're not saved, Satan's got a Got one of them rings in your noses. Ever seen somebody with a ring in their nose? Huh? The old, the old farmers, when they'd raise hogs, they, they'd do it, do it that down in your country, Nigeria, have a big old hog, so they put a ring in his nose with a, huh? If you're not saved, that's why you are. You might think, no. No, I do what I want to. No, you don't. You are influenced. You are hearing voices in your head because we hear voices. I hear voices. I, I don't know why they used to say that was a, a thing of insanity because everybody hears something in their head. Maybe it's not an audible voice, but it's a, it's a thought you think that's going on. You ever have two different thoughts come in your head at one time? One says do it, the other one says don't. Ah, more than likely, those are the two that are struggling for your soul. Amen? God trying to speak to you, don't do that sin. Don't do it. And then Satan over there saying, it's all right. You shall not surely die. It's all right. Everybody else does it. Everybody else. Look at those churches. They're doing it in those places. It don't matter. If God's against it, He's against it. And I don't know about you, but I want to be on His side. Amen. Amen. And so, we've got to make some decisions in our lives. I want to say, uh, I was talking about the, uh, He will pour His Spirit out on all flesh. I don't know if you know it or not, but we're in the last days. Huh? From the time that Jesus was crucified till today, we're in the last days. Okay? Personally, I think we're in the last of the last days. We're coming up close to the change that's going to happen. Why do I say it? You want to know the number one sign? Men will wax worse and worse. Number two sign would be an increase in knowledge. Folks, we'll never be outsmarting God. But we're in that day. Amen. But you know, I appreciate the Lord. He doesn't discriminate against anybody. If you're a king or a queen or a princess or a royal family, you're allowed to have this. If you're a multimillionaire, billionaire, if you have a super high IQ and you're a scholar or whatever, you can have this. Huh? If you're a business person or a businesswoman, you can have this. Huh? Now we're getting down to where I like. And if you're an employee or a grunt, you can have it. Woo! Hallelujah! 
Amen. If you're a son or a daughter, amen, or somebody who, who's having struggles with jobs or, or maybe uh, learning or whatever, you can have this. Amen. It's open to whosoever will. Jesus is that equalizer. Amen. Around the cross, it is equal and, and level ground and whosoever can come will be received. I don't know about you, I'm so glad when I heard that the Lord would save me. And you know what? One of the first things he said to me, I'm sorry, not he said, but the devil said to me after that, you can't get saved. You were saved one time before. You can't get saved. Oh, let me tell you something, folks. God is married to the backslider. Woo! <laughs> He loves us. He cares for us. He knows where we're at. There have been times in my life, even to my wife, I try to explain different, at times, sicknesses to my wife. and She can't understand it. Huh? Can't understand it. <laughs> Brother Jackie, I love you. Do you mind if I use you as an example? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, that's a great example. Brother Jackie is part of that, that heavy-duty, double-duty, hard-rock-working person that just works, 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 and so strong all the time, never has an ache or pain, and just kind of goes on, you know? But then he got... But now... But now... Now he's gotten a few of them aches and pains, and I heard him say the other day, oh, Brother Jeff, I understand more about... People who are in pain. The Lord knows right where we're at. He understands us. He's been in that place of pain. He's been in that place of depression. Come on. Yeah. Low. But thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. He doesn't stay in that place. Jesus cries over souls who turn back. He is sorry for everyone that goes back. It is not His will that any should perish, but He would that all would be saved. And so, Jesus said, wow. <laughs> Jesus said, I go away. But if I go away, I will pray the Father. And He will send you another comforter. The Spirit of truth. And as He got to talking and preaching, he's, it's that same Spirit that's over here in Romans 8 and 9. Spirit of Christ. When you feel Him, when you feel the Holy Ghost, you're feeling Jesus. Come on. Brother Robert talked a little bit about the Spirit flowing across the, uh, the waters, whenever there was no form uh, at the beginning of the world, when God was creating it, the Spirit of the Lord. You know what that was? That was the Holy Ghost. Amen. God the Father would think something. Jesus would speak the Word and the Holy Ghost put it all together. Amen. And there's really, uh, there one being, one God, 
Don't get confused by saying, you know, uh, uh-uh. Think of Jesus. He's the one. He is the door. And through Him and Him alone is your salvation. Amen. So Sheila, come get us a song. Oh, dear Lord. If we could, let's stand and um, all across the house. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, right now, Lord, I'm asking you. I know that you're dealing with hearts and lives here this morning. And I know, Lord, that there are some who doubt you, who doubt and don't believe uh, that you are who you say you are. They may accept you as a good man, but Lord, they don't know that you are God. God Almighty. And Jesus, here this morning, I pray that you would reveal yourself to them. Speak to them personally. Let them feel your presence. And I pray, Lord, that you would draw them through the power of the Holy Ghost to an altar of prayer. And that, Lord, they would realize that they can lay all their burdens down before you. And that, Lord, they don't have to do it all by themselves. You, you are our comfort. And you are our help. You are our strength. Lord, I'm sorry for those who have gotten the wrong impression at times that when we get saved, everything's going to be okay. All our troubles will pass. But Lord, I know, I know, That's when the troubles just begin. And Lord Jesus, I thank you for every struggle and every test that you brought me through. And Lord, before you came into my heart and my life, Lord, when I had those issues, I had to walk them alone. I had no help, no guide, no strength. No insight into what should be done and what should not be done. But Jesus, when you came, when you came, Lord, you directed my heart. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your guidance. I thank you for your comfort. I thank you, Lord, that there were times I felt your arm around me in prayer when I struggled with some of the very hardest and worst tests and trials of my life. I thank you that you were there. And dear Jesus, there are some here that have been seeking you, but they don't seem to have gotten to the place of assurance yet. I'm glad that they take my word, but Lord, I want them to go on not just by my word but it's by your spirit dear Lord and I pray Jesus speak to their hearts help them to hear help them to hear I pray dear Jesus that you would close the mouth of the oppressor right now in the name of Jesus 
we plead the blood upon each and every one that's here. And I pray, Lord, that now you would speak once again and let them know. Let them feel your presence and this anointing that I'm feeling upon us. Come by, Lord. For, Lord, truly, you're the only one that can save. And you are the only one that can be changed, can change a person and live within them. Lord, while our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, I pray, Lord, you would speak to that one and you would draw them to this altar that they may come and repent of their sins. Ask you to be their God, to be their Savior, to be their friend, to be their comfort, to be with them in those dark nights and in those storms. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Sister Sheila, while our heads are bowed, play a verse, sing a verse, sing a verse for us. Who will come? Who will come? Who will come? Who needs more? Come. There's so many dangers and tools of this life. Just keep 